You are listening to Parenting Our Future with certified parent coach Robin McMahon, author of The Yelling Cure and founder of Parenting for Connection. My podcast is all about providing you with the tools and solutions you need in your parenting so you can create the family you always wanted. For more information on my book and other resources, check out yellingcurebook.com. Hey everybody, Robin here. Welcome back to Parenting Our Future. Today I have one of my most favorite people on this planet and most favorite guests as well, Dr. Vanessa LaPointe, child psychologist. Uh, She is here and look, if you guys haven't listened to the other episodes where she and I talk, you need to go back and check those out because they are invaluable resources for you to learn about how to show up differently for your kids. But Without further ado, I just want to introduce Dr. Vanessa LaPointe, who is just so good at what she does, so knowledgeable. She is an author. She's a child psychologist. Uh, we're going to talk about her books because everybody needs to have her books. Everybody needs to follow her and know her. Um, but welcome, Dr. Vanessa. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, so I just want to dive right in. I want to talk about co-parenting and it is a big issue. I hear about it a lot and I know you are much more well-versed in this area than me. So I, I bring experts like you to teach all of us what the heck to do when we're faced with either a spouse that is unwilling to adopt the kind of parenting that we're doing or an ex-spouse who is causing trouble, I guess. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So let me just say, let's talk about it if you're still together, right? If you're still with your spouse and some of the things that I hear from my clients is, what do you do when your spouse just isn't willing to even help in parenting, isn't even tuned in. Right. And the big challenge with that is that we actually can't start by addressing the parenting challenges. We have to start by really walking ourselves to a space and a place of being able to see our spouse for the very one that they are. And one of the golden rules, the the sort of foundational rules in the world of parenting is that you will parent as you were parented. Mm. And so whenever you see, and and often I get this question uh, all the time in my office too, Robin, and I, um, when usually it's from moms, uh, but sometimes from dads, whenever you, uh, hear that kind of question coming forward, the invitation is upon you, the spouse that wants it to go a certain way to see your partner with some new eyes to be able to land on them with eyes of compassion, to be able to land on them with eyes that really see their truth. And their truth is not going to be, you know, this untoward way of parenting that you'd really like to rid them of. Their truth is going to be that just like you, they are journeying along in this life and trying to figure out who they are, why they're here and how they became everything that they've become. And so um, if you have a spouse who's, uh, for example, kind of yelly shouty or, you know, overly firm or maybe under involved or whatever the judgment might be that you have about your spouse, try to go to a space of being curious about Mm -hmm. why is it that they're that way? Mm -hmm. What were their experiences like as a child? 
What do you know about the way that they were parented or some of the formative things that might have occurred for them when they were young children? And if you were to kind of stretch your mind in just sort of inviting this curious energy to exist, how then might that have influenced the way that they are now parenting? Mm. And usually, you know, if you have a dad who's being really yelly shouty with your children, so your husband is being very yelly shouty with your children, usually that's coming from a place of fear. Mm-hmm. The fear was planted inside your husband's mind as part of his journey through his own childhood. He knows no other way. But to always remember that that is not the truth of who he is. That is an assumed narrative. He has taken on that story over the course of his life, but it is not his truth. His truth is, his truth is that he is light and love just as you are light and love. And to really remember that. Mm-hmm. The next piece of that is that as soon as you have an agenda, it's over, darling. <laughs> okay tell me about that what do you mean yeah Yeah. and so you know you really should go to this parenting workshop with me next Uh. week you really need to read this book you really should listen to this um podcast that i've discovered as soon as you have an agenda your partner is going to be on to you and the problem is that because the agenda comes from an intention of desiring to change the other, they're going to sense that that is your energy and they're going to have a kick up of something that we call counter will, which is the instinct to do the opposite mm-hmm. of what it is that you want of them. And so rather than raining down on them with your agenda, you just have to really invite a whole big space of listening to really hear them out, to understand why they want more rigid routines and schedules in your home, to understand why they want more rules about chores in your home, and tell me more about that. And, um, and, and what are your ideas about that? And uh, tell me what your hopes are about that. Tell me what your worries are about all of these things that are happening in our home so that you really just take some time to hear them out so they feel joined with you. Mm. That's the magic solve of listening to somebody and not listening to somebody so that you can then control them, but of really listening Mm -hmm. to them, like really yearning to understand them. Mm -hmm. And then when you've listened and listened and listened and listened and listened to some more, Mm -hmm. you can step in with your truth and now there'll be a joining energy. Yes. Okay. Okay. So what, what you're saying is first, okay, let's take a look at who I am married to. Let's take a look at who, who you are. That your parenting is a direct result of how you were parented. And now try to look at them with some compassion because the way that they are, if they are yelly and shouty, like you say, they're coming from a place of fear. So now you say, okay, now I can have some more compassion for you that I didn't maybe have before. But that doesn't solve the problem of the fact that you're still yelly shouty and it ticks me off and I'm not happy with the way you're treating our kids. So then you're saying, instead of having compassion and signing up for the next parenting course, you say, okay, let's, let's, let me hear you and truly hear you. And, and I think that's really powerful because I talk about that with kids all the time. Like you got to listen to your kids and, and, and as 
the core of who we are of humans is we want to be heard. We want to be heard, especially if we are really just children parenting our children as adults. <laughs> right. We're right? a mother. <laughs> yeah. Like we just want to be heard. And I know that that was one of my things is that it was my five-year-old self yelling at my kids because I just wanted to be heard but I was yelling at the wrong person. I was yelling at my dad. I wasn't yelling at my kids. I mean, I was, but I didn't mean to be, right. you know? But it was your internal, unresolved, mm -hmm. um, unhealed wound that was leading mm -hmm. you to be yelly shouty as opposed to something that actually, you know, I mean, you could give me a list a mile along of all of the evidence of why your kids deserved to be yelled at, but it has nothing to do with them. And the other very interesting thing when it comes to uh, parenting together in a relationship with a partner is that we choose our life partners because of our unresolved wounds. We choose people usually whose job it is to waltz into our lives and stir up a whole bunch of trouble by um, uh, putting pressure on all of those kind of unresolved wounds that we have existing mm. within us. And so if you had a father who was yelly shouty, you mm -hmm. might then go on to marry somebody who becomes yelly shouty. So you've got to look at yourself too, not just at your partner. Like, why did I choose this guy? Um, what is it in me that I need to heal, heal as well? That's right. Oh my and gosh. It can start to, you know, I know, right? Not for the faint of heart. It can also start to sound when we talk about these kinds of things. I think at this point in the in the interview, people might be like, ah, ha, ha. I don't <laughs> yeah. care like that, right? Because what does that even mean? What does yeah. it even mean to work on yourself? What does it even mean to, you know, show up energetically and understand your um, parenting partner? And Working on yourself means that you, you really, first and foremost, come to a space of understanding that nothing is real. Hmm. You're making all of it up. Your husband's an idiot. It's a story. You made it up. Your children are impossible. It's a story. You made it up. You don't like the story? Find a new one. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that is, that's really good. And so I want to, can I elaborate on that? Because yeah. really what I, what I want to say is yes, like we have all of these thoughts floating around in our heads, right? We can speak 124 words a minute, but we can think 1400. So then we are, we, our brains are a super highway of thought. And then we get a thought that we're like, Hmm, that fits. That becomes the story. And our brains are so good to us because they go in search of proving it to be true for us. And so now we're like, oh, well, he's a lazy, no good, whatever, let's say. And it's like every time he's sitting on the couch on his phone, you're like, tick, yep, tick, you know, there you are. See, I just now, because I'm now tuned into it. I'm looking for it too, because you're telling yourself the story and you're looking for proof. But the reality is you can't, in a court of law, prove that he really truly is that way. You just have now seen it through your filters, right? That's what you're saying. Absolutely. And where did your filters come from? Right. Your own pain, right? Yeah. Yes. And all of that has followed you across your life course. Your well, husband has nothing to do with that. So whenever I am faced with this kind of thing and I, and I talk about a belief that, that, that somebody has, and then I say, okay, well, what does it cost you? What is it holding you back from getting in your life? And usually people say everything, joy, love, happiness, contentment, peace, harmony. I mean, that is a heavy cost for that story to keep that story that isn't even true.
right? My own counselor um, says you can be right or you can be happy. No, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> story. It's true, right? Choose it. Yeah. And, and I like the way Brene Brown says it. She's like, the story I'm telling myself right now is, right? You preface what you're saying. And, and, and one of the things like what, what, if just to go back to your first answer, which is to, to have a, uh, a conversation with your husband to mm. really, truly deeply listen. One of the things that I, I want to add on to that is that don't get triggered by what he says, because it's just let it come out. Let it come out. Don't attach to it. Don't take it on and decide like, that's a point I want to argue. Just really listen. Yeah. yeah, and, And be curious and sum up what you heard him say, because being deeply listened to feels like love. And oh, that is a game changer. Too is love. Yes, it is love. Yes, yes. So we need to be able to listen to our partners. And look, people do what we do. I know that when you display this kind of behavior with your spouse, you will get it back too. Maybe not right away, but eventually. Wouldn't, right. you, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. It'll change a step in the dance of the relationship. Mm. And so when a step in the dance changes, the whole dance can't help but shift. And maybe not, you know, today or tomorrow or next week, but sure enough, over the coming days and weeks and months, you will start to feel that there's an energetic kind of quality that is new to the relationship. And, you know, in my own life, I've seen those kinds of things happen where I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. without even having to take it on directly because mm-hmm. a step in the dance has changed, then it just starts to flow a lot uh, more naturally. Not that it's without its challenges, but that it does sort of have much fewer challenges than it once would have. Yeah, I really like that. And I, I, I think a lot of people can probably relate to how different this is than just saying, you're just sitting there doing nothing instead of, you know, how come you're sitting there and you're not engaging with us? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and checking your story. It looks like you, you've had a long day, my love. Tell yeah. me about your day. Yeah. How are you feeling? Yeah. Oh, I could see why you would be really overwhelmed by that. Mm. I really get how you would want to have some time to yourself right now. Mm. Uh, that makes a lot of sense to me. I think if I had had that kind of day, then I probably would need a little bit of um, downtime, a little bit of de-stressing mm. time as well. And I'm not going to be able to manage dinner by myself. Right. So I will need you to be in the kitchen in five minutes. Right. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. And, and it's, I think it's going to be really hard to, um, to get out of comparing because I got my own stuff that I've just been dealing with all day long. Right. (laughs) But empathy is not whether or not you agree. This is empathy that you just demonstrated. Empathy is not one upping empathy is not, you know, uh, well, at least, you know, you had this instead of that. Like empathy is truly being in someone else's shoes and seeing the world the way they see it, whether you agree or not. And from that space of having connected with somebody, because you really did see, hear, feel them for the very one that they are, when you can be connected to somebody in that way, resistance will be low. When connection is high, resistance is low. Mm, that's when a good one. Low, resistance will be high. So seek connection above all else. Oh. I'm writing it down. <laughs> that's like, hold on, I'm going to get a tattoo. Yeah, literally, literally. Um, I mean, my business is called Parenting for Connection. I just want to say. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> okay, so, so 
yeah, I love the deeply listening. I love not bringing your own agenda. Like just like for once to change a step in the dance, like you say, just really show up and listen. I always say like to take it to the next level, you repeat back what they, what you heard them say. So there is no misinterpretation. We are on the same page. And then I think you can say, once you have listened to everything, you can say the sentence, would you be willing? Like, would you be willing now to to help me make dinner? Right. Or Mm -hmm. do you have a better suggestion? What else would you say? Well, would you be willing is a soft version. So if it is your genuine truth that you have a question in you for them, then you offer a question forward. If it is your genuine truth that there is no question that this is how it will be, then Mm -hmm. you see how it will be. Okay. So it's like having um, my teacher Gila Golub talks about that you have to have this thick slice of Texas toast. And that's the listening. This is how the sandwich goes. That's the listening. You listen and you listen and you listen and you listen. You don't defend. You don't listen waiting to open your own mouth. You don't Mm -hmm. listen trying to fix. You just listen so that they feel seen and heard. Big slice of Texas toast of listening. Mm -hmm. Then a thin layer of prosciutto. (laughs) A thin layer of prosciutto is the truth bomb. So the truth bomb might be, I will need your help. Mm. The truth bomb might be, you will never again lay your hands on our children, am I very clear? Mm. And my love. And this is the final layer of the sandwich. I'm really so happy to be on this parenting journey with you. I wouldn't choose anybody else. I love our family. I love our children. And I love that you and I are getting to figure this out together. I Mm. honor you as their father. Thank you for being in our lives. So that's the closing part of the sandwich. Wow. So you get in with your truth bomb and then you get the H-E double hockey sticks out. <laughs> Back to connection. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. What if you're done? What if you think this is a, a relationship that's not going to f- go anywhere? Yeah. So this might be a good time for your listeners to know that I am divorced mm. and uh, that there was a, a time in my relationship when I thought that I was done. And, uh, and so here we are uh, navigating the world of co-parenting in two separate homes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, a couple of things, one, families are forever. So even if you're divorced, you are still a family, mm-hmm. which means that uh, getting separated and divorced is not going to take care of your co-parenting challenges. Oh my goodness me. Is that going to make them worse? Oh, <laughs> yes, you think that it's going to be this fix. Like now you're going to have gotten rid of this problem. I'm just going to tell you, it's like throwing gasoline on the problem. Everything can become so much more intense and so much more magnified. Um, And again, in that, to recognize that it's happening for you. Mm -hmm. It's not happening to you. And so if that, um, you know, triggers you, upsets you, makes you angry, full of rage, then you've got some work to do on yourself. And you might say, but it's because he's so awful or she's so awful. And, um, and okay, that's a story, but I have so much evidence. It's still a story. Mm-hmm. So get to work on yourself. What are the parts of you? And again, what is it costing you? You are in pain. You are full of rage and hate and all of this. It's not going to get you forward. So why not choose another story? That's right. And go to joining over separating. Mm -hmm. And so even if you have separated and you're living apart, how can you be joined energetically? How can you um, connect with 
your uh, parenting partner. Um, so I, you know, I meditate on that with my parenting partner. I have um, this image that I go to of he and I sort of encircling our family and our children. And I just call that image into my mind every single day. I have some time sitting with that image uh, so that I can remember that we are a family and we are doing this together. Mm -hmm. uh, it also means that you make a lot of space in your children's lives for that other person to exist, that you never try to poison or contaminate the energy around them, even if the other person is being impossibly awful. Mm -hmm. That you're shining a light on the truth of who that person is, not on their darkness. Mm. So that your children get to continue to be connected to that parent and don't have to suffer the egregious loss of that parent because uh, you have thrown gasoline on the fire and um, axed them out with your words. You're currently listening to Parenting Our Future. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon and I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Did you know that by the age of six, many girls believe that they're less smart than boys? And only 19% of children's books showcase women with jobs or career ambition? As a parent, are you looking for stories to inspire your little girl to pursue her dreams without limits? Well, Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls podcast is an expansion of its best-selling book, which tells hundreds of bedtime stories about the lives of extraordinary women from the past and the present. Designed to close the confidence gap in young girls, these stories explore the talent and results of incredible women across every possible field from astronauts, chefs, trombonists, judges, scientists, and tennis players, from Jane Goodall to Simone Biles. So to inspire the rebel girl in your life, go and find Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls on your favorite podcast player. Now, back to the show. But if you have a, a spouse that says he's going to show up and doesn't, how do you hold space for them and shine the light on them when they're letting your kids down time and time again? Yeah. So there's two layers to that. The first is that you don't have to fix that for your children. Even if like every cell in your parent body wants to sort of, you know, spring forward with fight and anger and you will not and all these kinds of things. You don't have to fix that for your children. What your children need, this seems to be the theme of this interview, they also need to be seen and heard. It's mm -hmm. so hard when mom doesn't come and she says that she will. Mm -hmm. You must be so disappointed. Mm -hmm. You know, sweetheart, if I were you and my mom didn't come for a visit and I had really been looking forward to that, I think I might cry for three days. That's hard. Yeah. I get why you're sad. Yeah. I'm right here. Yeah. We're going to get through the sad together. Mm. And so you sit with your child and you just invite all the emotion to come out. You create huge invitation for it. You don't try to stop it. You don't try to make it better. You actually want them to go to the depths of expressing um, their sadness, their upset, their anger, whatever it is. And you hold space without making the other parent wrong. And, so you, do you, and, and you do that so that... So, because you don't want your child to lose that parent. And by lose them, I mean mentally. Mm -hmm. You don't want to cut them off from that parent. So you don't ever, there will never, ever be a moment, no matter how awful, what terrible things the other parent has done, there will never, ever come a moment where you can smack talk them. What if the other parent is smack talking you? 
then you can say sometimes it's very hard for grown-ups when they're really struggling and they have a lot of um, angry angries or a lot of yelly shouts or whatever it is. Um, so sometimes it's really hard for grown-ups to hang on to their words. And I get why dad might be saying those things. I can understand why dad would feel frustrated or dad might feel really worried about where you guys are going to spend your time. That makes a whole lot of sense to me. I really get why dad's saying those things. Mm. He's not wrong. Mm. Because that's his story. It's his story. Yeah. Right? And so we can argue with that and we'll be wrong because that's what's happening. Right? And so we just allow the story. And every now and then, there will be things that happen, like a parent who's repeatedly not showing up to visit mm -hmm. or like a parent who's, you know, maltreating a child or whatever it is, where you can bet even though I'm inviting you to never make that person wrong, to not smack talk that person ever, that does not mean that you will not in those moments step in with the power and force and energy of the great mother or the great father and drop it like it's hot. And you will say that will not happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're talking about boundary. Like, look, if it gets to a point where this is just is not okay, you have the power to say, look, this is not going to happen. You are not doing this to my child. Yeah. Our you child. will not be scheduling another visit. Right. This is not good for our child. So mm -hmm. that will not be happening for now. And then, rawr, angry yeah. Alicia, I really get why you'd be so upset by that. Yeah. I know that it's very upsetting to you to think about not being able to see our child. I think if I were you, I would feel exactly the same way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you will not be setting up a visit anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Are we clear? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you're talking, taking the high road all the way through this, but right. also being strong enough to hold a boundary and say, look, this is not okay. Do I'm not so mistake creating mm -hmm. invitation, space, seeing and hearing another human for, um, for being weak. Mm -hmm. There could be nothing more powerful Nothing born of a stronger energy than a parent that shows up that way for themselves, for their children, and for their co-parent. Mm -hmm. Same roof or different roofs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, there's something to be said about showing up in that way uh, that does get people's attention because you're not, you're not uh, operate, operating on emotions. You are just saying no. You are holding that line and that is very hard to argue with. So I like that a lot. And in the interim, you've worked your piece of that. Yeah. You should not speak to our children that way. You should not jam out on visits. Can you know for sure that they shouldn't? Maybe they should. Mm. You can't know those pieces. And so if those pieces are triggering to you, your job is to go inside and figure out why is that triggering? Are you running an abandonment program? Are you running a not good enough program? Are you running a, a guilt program? Like what is it that you have going on that this has gotten you in the way that it has? And then you work to neutralize it. Mm. And then you can step in with mm -hmm. the energy of the great mother or father and speak your truth. Yeah. You know, so I think of, I think of some moms and I'm, I'm going to say moms, 95% of the people listening are moms. Sorry, any dads, but like, I think of some moms who are so beaten down, overwhelmed, are exhausted, all of the things, right? All of the things. 
What do you say to them about showing up this way when they feel, they may feel like they just can't even? Yeah. And I know a lot of moms like that. And I was a mom like that at one point in my life as well. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing that I would say is like, I feel you. There is nothing like being a parent to bring you to your knees in this journey that we call life and, uh, and have you sort of, um, you know, face up to the idea that you might have some work to do on yourself and getting to that place. Like nobody's ever, you know, like sitting at home in their perfectly tidy house with all of the laundry cleared away and the children going off to school where they're all doing very well. So there's never any struggle there. And, you know, everything's all lovely sipping on their tea. And then they think to myself themselves, you know, I think I'd really love to do some personal growth work. <laughs> <laughs> like that never happens. How does it happen? Well, it happens because things get crazy and there's Same. these giant wake up calls and you get your head smashed into the brick wall of life. And then you have to, you don't have a choice. Your choice becomes I can grow or I can die. Oh. So for the mamas who are exhausted, you see it as an invitation. Mm. There's an invitation to growth mm. and you can choose to stay where you are or you can choose to grow. Mm -hmm. And when you choose growth, there's freedom waiting for you on the other side. Mm -hmm. But what I have to tell you is, it will not be an easy path. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and that is exactly why you say it's happening for you, not to you. Even if you have to repeat that sitting in, in the corner, in the fetal position, this is happening for me, not to me. This is happening for me, not to me. I say that to myself a lot. I have to remind myself of that a lot um, because I am still in it, not in, in a co-parenting way, but I just want to say it like, I still have to say that stuff to myself. You probably do too. Like we're yeah, only every day. Only every day. Yeah, me too. Because, because we are we're still growing and changing and learning. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're right. What's, what's like, and I, and I probably said this to you in the last episode you were a part of, and I say it all the time, you're already uncomfortable. Why not do the work, which uh, by the way, everybody has work to do. Like yes. don't think that you are somehow um, isolated or, or unique for having to do the work. We all have it. We all have to do it and we're yes. better for it if we do it. But yes. that you, you know, do the work so that there is that bright, shiny light that you can go towards where there is freedom and there is more peace and there is just, it is, it is better in the light than it is in the darkness. Mm -hmm. right? And no, that you cannot know what light is if you have not lived in the darkness. And so this darkness is a gift. True. It's going to give you the experience of knowing what it is to be on the other side of it. You can't know up without down, here without there, left without right. That's right. And you truly can't appreciate the light until you've had the darkness. Yeah. Oh, it's heavy stuff. But I mean, look, I, 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 you, you and I both, we know, we know what it's like to be in the darkness and it's not fun. And now here we are trying to help other people not feel so alone, not feel so isolated because I know it's so easy to go within and, and think that you're the only one struggling and you're just not right. Yeah. You're just not. And doing the work is part of life. Right. Um, wow. Okay. That's, that's really huge. Um, 
you know, I, I have, I, I had a whole list of questions uh, that I, that I also, that I wanted to ask, but I think you really answered them all. I mean, you know, one of the questions is what if your, your spouse doesn't believe in this way of parenting? Your answer is really the same, right? You go and you say, how come, right? Let's mm -hmm. talk about what you see for our family and why isn't this a fit for you? Mm -hmm. Just listen. That's right. Mm. And so what I, what I, what I think of is, you know, okay, you've, you've got a spouse who says, um, well, because I think children need to be punished, but tell I don't agree about that. Yeah. Tell me about that. And how did it make you feel when you were punished? Yeah. And I wouldn't even challenge until you're further on in. Tell me about why you think that children will be punished. What are you worried will happen if they are not punished? Mm. Tell me about, you know, what have your experiences been with being punished? And then when they answer you, listen, oh, I could really see how you'd be worried that they're going to grow up having the greedy gimmies, that they need to have the weight of the world on their shoulders now. So it'll keep their feet on the ground later. You know, like all of the things I really, I really get that. What a, what a wonderful dad you are, mm. but thinking about those kinds of things for our children. Mm -hmm. I really love that your mind can see forward to all those sorts of ideas and that you're working so hard right now to planfully put into place some things that you think are going to be helpful to our children in that way. Mm -hmm. And then you speak your truth. And then you would say... I'm worried that punishing them is going to hurt them and is going to actually bring you further and further apart in your relationship. Is that what you yeah. would say? And so you might then, through all of the listening, have created a big enough connection or experience of joining with your spouse where you can actually offer forward that kind of a, a piece of truth to say, you know, I have some real concerns about the kinds of things that you've been doing with the kids when you think that they have a lesson to learn. Mm -hmm. um, my concern is blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So I want for you to know that I, I will not be parenting that way. Mm. That's really good. I think, uh, I think what, what's really good here is you're giving us a bridge, right? Because there's the listening, listening, listening. And then it's like, now I got to talk to you about what I feel. So you're saying, and I have some real concerns. So I think it's really important to avoid the word, but right. Because it kind of negates what you said. Correct. You lose. Yeah, absolutely. Which was why the very purposeful use of the word and yes. And so like, make note of that, make note of that. And I have some real big concerns and I won't be parenting the children that way. That's right. I and will parent that way. I love you. Mm -hmm. So, and, and then your truth. Mm -hmm. And and then your truth. I heard the end, but I just want to make sure yeah. I heard the end. Love that you heard it. The bridge is important. The bridge is important. Um, validating feelings you use because, and then a couple reasons why. Not ever, but right. So right. so that's that's, right. that's really important. And and um, and I think it's really powerful. Mm -hmm. Now, what happens if? What happens if you have a situation where you really are the only parent who is peacefully, and I'm using air quotes, like peacefully parenting your child, like trying to consciously and intentionally parent your child and your spouse will not get on the same page? 
what do you tell parents then? And, and you're going to stay together and all that stuff. So you are just really on two separate pages with your spouse. What do you do? Well, continue on with a lot of the things that we've already talked about, because uh, you never know how you might make miracles happen okay. by showing up and really honoring your uh, partner for being the very one who they are. And then what you need to know is that it only takes one. Yeah. And so the developmental literature over and over and over again is very, very clear on this one thing. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing that it's very, very clear on is that you only need one big person, a mom, a dad, a grandma, a grandpa, an auntie, an uncle, a teacher, or whoever, one big person to show up in your life and manifest that beingness that we talk about in the world of gentle parenting. Mm-hmm. That takes fun. And will they have to recover from some of the negative impact of having a parent who was, you know, shaming and blaming and yelly showed you not? Yeah, they'll have to recover from that. But will they be able to? Uh Uh-huh. And what makes them able is that they had the one. They had the one that showed up Mm -hmm. and gifted them the experience themselves of being fully, truly, completely seen and heard as the little human beings that they were going and growing and trying to find their way through this, you know, up and down thing called life that they had one person that showed up and did that for them. It only takes one. Yes. Huge. And you hear those stories of people who have overcome insurmountable odds and they say it was because of my coach, my teacher, my mom, my grandma, whatever. Yeah. And so I know that to be true too, that, and I've said that to many, many parents, look, if your husband isn't on board, it's okay. It just takes one. Because you connection are, is everything. Connection is everything. And when connection is high, resistance is low. Our friend, preach. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, this is really, this has been so good. Do you have anything else to add? Because I think you've covered a lot here and I love it all. <laughs> I think that the one piece that we maybe haven't talked about, but I think it sort of overlays a lot of the other things that we've already landed on is that children exist in the space between their parents. Mm. So the, the field created between the parents is where the children live and play and grow. Mm. And so if you have struggles in that relationship, it is really upon you to figure out what's going on for you first and foremost, because that's your business mm-hmm. and to create a lot of space and invitation for your uh, partner to process what's going on for them mm-hmm. so that the field that your children live in is one that is full of love. And even then my friends, it only takes one, you know, uh, I'm divorced and, uh, and that was a very, very rocky road. And certainly the first couple of years were especially challenging. Mm -hmm. And I can remember, um, a day when my youngest son, who would have been probably about 11 at the time, he came into the kitchen in my home and, you know, uh, the reports for me had been that, uh, there was often not a lot of very positive chatter about mommy over at, um, their other parents' home. And uh, anyways, he came into uh, the kitchen in my home and he just was really, really soft. And I knew that something was about to come out of his mouth. And so I made myself available to that conversation. And he said, you know what, mommy? I really love how you love dad. And I stood and waited. And he said, even if 
Sometimes it's hard for dad to love you. I really love how you love dad. Do you get how the field changed for him? Because it just takes one. You know, if I'm willing to accept their dad, no matter how he presents, no matter how he behaves, no matter what he says, not that I um, never step in if I feel like that's the appropriate thing to do, but I accept him. Mm. I accept every cell in his body for exactly whatever it is that my children just get to rest in that. It doesn't even matter what's happening mm. outside of that. It's a beautiful gift. Wow. Wow. If ever you weren't sure that that was the right thing to do, uh, <laughs> to choose really love and compassion instead of hate and anger, mm. um, that is a powerful example. It's really powerful. Wow. Yeah. That's what I call a kiss on the lips from God. <laughs> yeah, right. The <laughs> big fat smooch. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's, you know, and those moments feel so good when you get them. It's like, yes, that's worth all that work. <laughs> that's worth it all. Yeah. And look, that's- if you need to go punch a pillow later, go do you, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> just don't do it with your kids because it's not fair. It's not fair. And I think also like the other part of kids is how egocentric they are, that they're going to make it about them, like make it their fault too. And we do not want them carrying that when it's your relationship. We don't want them carrying that. Absolutely. Bang yeah. on. Oh, well, thank you for all of this. I mean, that was just so good. And I will be talking about this podcast to everyone who will listen. And unfortunately, I know a lot of people this is relevant for. um, It's probably the the majority, you know. Um, So thank you for everything. And and I'll put some show notes together here just with some of what you said, the and, uh, you know, and I honor you. And I have some real concerns. And I'm not going to parent my children this way. So we'll, we'll really give some people some tools as well. So Dr. Vanessa LaPointe, you have fabulous books. Parenting right from the start is your, is your newest one, which I can't even say enough about. Every parent needs this book. Every brand new parent needs this book because you're literally talking about parenting right from the start. Mm-hmm. But you also talk about things like where our pain comes from and, and why we need to show up differently and all of those things. And then also discipline without damage. So tons of really amazing resources. And if you don't follow her on Instagram and Facebook and, and all of the socials, you need to, all of those details are in the show notes please do that because Dr. Vanessa LaPointe is a wealth of information and inspiration. So yay. Thank you for being here. Thank you. And thank you for everything that you're doing in the world for our kids. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this edition of my podcast, Parenting Our Future. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might also need to hear this message. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you like my work, I'd be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating. For those of you who like my content and want more, visit me at yellingcurebook.com to get your copy of my book and to find other resources to help you. Until next time, I am wishing you and your family peace and connection.